Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Welcome back to Season 4 of Convert Central Here in Convert Central, we bridge the gap between Muslims from all backgrounds in Singapore regardless of whether you are converts, born Muslim or prospective Muslim Our podcasts are uploaded on Mondays and Fridays and our community events are held every month Be sure to join us whenever you can and let us know how we can do better on our social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok Recommend any of your convert friends to us so that they can share their stories via the forms you can find on our Instagram bio. So from all of us to you, we pray that this new season is enjoyable and beneficial. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, right now we are in the middle of Ramadan and uh, we've featured a little bit on the first experiences of Ramadan from some of our guest speakers. Uh, thus far, we featured... Uh, converts, born Muslims and Asatizas and today we are down to our next speaker uh, someone whom is pretty familiar to our, some of our CC members and her name goes uh, by Shaika and uh, you know I'll, I'll actually let one of our co-hosts uh, start the podcast of today and uh, I'd like to introduce our co-host for today who is Dini so inshallah uh, Dini will start off the podcast because Shaika happens to be her best friend and inshallah I'll let her take it away Assalamualaikum everyone. I'm really happy to be back. Assalamualaikum Shaika. Hi. I'm so happy Hi, to have you here. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, sure. Okay. So my name is Shaika. Um, <laughs> a little background. I guess me and Dini, we met because we were both volunteering and we said that we were good friends. Um, a little bit more about me. Uh, I was doing psychology when I was still in school. Uh, and now I am currently working in a child development research area. <laughs> that is so cute. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, we're just going to start. Um, so Shaika, today we're going to talk a little bit about our Ramadan experiences, right? So I think as born Muslims, um, maybe like our experiences definitely will be much more different to the converts. So like, um, do you remember when you begin fasting the like the when was the first time you begin fasting the entire month of Ramadan? <laughs> <laughs> the entire month of Ramadan. Okay. Um, I think maybe the difference between like born Muslims and converts. Maybe for or at least I can speak for myself. Like for me, like my how my parents did it was we first fasted like half day. <laughs> I think Dini. I'm not sure whether Dini also did the same thing, but uh, we fasted half day in the sense that like, maybe. It, young like lower primary we would fast until like 12 30 or one and that would feel like super long already so like i think i remember like when it was like um june holidays that we had to fast we had to fast right then uh we would me and my brother would go play downstairs and then by 12 we'd be like oh my god that was a full day of fasting <laughs> i can't do anymore and then we like have like, finished fasting at like 1 p.m and it was an achievement. Um, but I think when I started full day, probably in my upper primary, maybe primary five or primary six. Um, but I think even then, it just felt like uh, much more difficult than right now. Because when we were young, like we didn't really understand what's the benefits of fasting and all that. So it seems like much more difficult. Yeah. How about you, Dini? Yeah, I think uh, from family as well, we also had like the half day fasting thing. But I think because like you said, growing up, uh, maybe like the virtues of fasting we didn't like really understand it until much later right so um, I might have like taken this half day thing like a lot longer than I had to so uh, thank you for sharing Shaika so when you're growing up right 
last thing in Singapore, like, I think one of the biggest challenges that we definitely face is that we definitely face is like um like you said, like the weather, it's very hot and like you definitely as a child not really understand why we needed to fast. So besides that, like what were some of the challenges that you faced um while you were fasting when you were growing up? I think growing up it's mainly uh like I said, because we didn't really understand, right? So I think as a kid it was just really difficult because like, everyone around you is uh, like okay not everyone lah. like maybe the ones who don't need to fast they're just like eating in the canteen and all that so I think the challenges was just mainly to see like and and coupled with not understanding why you're fasting and other people around you are eating so I guess that's the difficult part but I think as you grow older you kind of slowly like your perception of Ramadan is always changing always evolving so I think when we grow older we understand it slowly which I think is part of the beauty of growing up and experiencing Ramadan. It's like how, I don't know, maybe it's like how like Allah really uh, like uh, send down the Quran in stages, even for fasting, even for like born Muslims, we have to be trained essentially to fast slowly. Because I feel like uh, like converts are really like, mashallah, because they go, they just dive deep into like full day of fasting. So their experiences are much more different, but like, obviously because they're chosen by Allah so that Allah knows that they are able to like do this you know like full day fasting from the moment that they um, essentially chose to be Muslims huh? yeah maybe I don't know maybe Kevin can share about his challenges uh, like for me and Disney it's really like as a kid it's hard to really remember so I don't know maybe Kevin can share uh, I think for us converts right um we don't normally fast half a day um, because we normally start fasting when we're adults. So what we do is we probably has fast like half a month or twice, twice a week, something like that when we first start. I think the biggest challenges for us converts will probably be, besides the challenge of the fast itself, would be to kind of openly fast because that kind of obviously signals that you are Muslim, right? Because who, who else fasts in the month of Ramadan for a full month together with the Muslims if you're not Muslim? So when you are, when, as a new convert, then when you decide to take up the uh, task of fast, fasting, right, it's very hard to escape your social uh, circles. And normally whom you are going to lunch with on a daily basis, you start to miss lunch with them for the whole month and they kind of catch on. So Ramadan is like a time of the year where, you know, everyone starts to realize that you're Muslim, whether you want them to know or not, you know, whether you've actually officially made the announcement to them or not including your family sometimes if you're not careful, mm-hmm. especially your family if you think about it, because it's not just the fast that, is, um, that you practice in Ramadan, you practice Ahur, you practice Iftar at a certain timing, and it's very obvious mm-hmm. for your family if they were to you know, really observe and see how you behave in the month of Ramadan. So that was probably the biggest challenge for, for myself as a convert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I sidetrack a little bit yeah. <laughs> and like, share about this thing? Because I was having this conversation with my colleagues, so, um, like my colleagues, like we have, we're like uh, very diverse, like in our religion, right? So some of us are, so some of them are like atheists or like Catholic or uh, Hindu and stuff. So we're having this conversation about how, uh, it was very interesting because like they were sharing with me how, um, for a Muslim, right? If you want to, like if you um outwardly, as if you convert, like for Muslims, it's very hard for you to hide your face. Like there's no way that you can. Um, hide your faith in the sense that when you want to take the shahada like your outward um, acts of worship will be evident to everyone around you like there's no way you can hide fasting or if you salat and like, all the things that are uh, mandatory in Islam it's something that cannot be hidden 
and I think that's something that's like when they were sharing with me it's like yeah Muslims very hard for them to hide their faith and it's interesting for me because like I never really thought about it that way like um, I, I, I cannot speak for maybe because if like they're 80s it's very easy to hide that you're you don't believe maybe but then for Muslims it's like your actions have to be aligned with your faith and it shows you know so I think that's I don't know, it was just the interesting thing when they shared, when they, when they shared with me that, like, yeah, for converts, it's, um, it's interesting, like, it's interesting that, like, Muslims cannot hide their faith, which is kind of beautiful also because, like, the truth is kind of, I don't know, for me, it's like maybe, like, the truth is evident in that sense because your actions have to be aligned with whatever lies in your heart. Okay, sorry, there was a sidetrack, but... <laughs> Yeah, right. Can I also sidetrack? Okay. <laughs> like, I think we spoke about this before. I think Emma has spoken about this to Shaika before. Like I learned that um of all the ibadas, right? Fasting is the one that is like the most private because and I, I mean the experience is different for converts, I'm sure, because it might be so jarring, I think, if you suddenly stop eating like during one whole month. Right? I mean for us it's it's normal. Um but like I recall learning that for fasting, it's the only ibadah that's just between you and Allah. Whether you eat or not, people don't necessarily. It's <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. It is, it is, and fasting is also much I'm like, uh, like the reward that only Allah knows the reward of the person fasting. So anyway, Shaika, um, uh, thank you so much for your wonderful experiences like growing up. Can I like just sidetrack? Do you have any funny stories about Ramadan that you want to share with our listeners? Because there's so many, but it's oh not a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a podcast. You can share. No, I'm kidding. Please share. <laughs> I, uh, okay, on the top of my head, like, I think it's just those naughty, naughty moments, you know, like when like you... Like, I remember, I think there was once that I, I think it was like, maybe in primary school, lah, then I was so thirsty and I completely forgot that I was fasting. So, <laughs> yeah, so I just opened the fridge and I saw Ribena and I happily drank Ribena <laughs> in the kitchen. And then my brother just came in and like, oh my god, you 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 broke your fast already. Like, you cannot, there's no point in fasting anymore. And then I was like, I was so sad because I was like, like primary three, primary four. And I was like, I started crying. And then like, my grandmother came home. I could hear her footsteps from outside, right? And I ran to my grandma. I like, went to her crying. And I'm like, nah, Abang said like, in translation, like, yeah, my brother said, like, you know, like, I drank Ribena, but I didn't really, I forgot, blah, 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 blah. And then after that, she just like, oh, uh, no, like, if you forget, it's okay. You know, that kind of thing. It's just this, I think, small moment while you're fasting that like, I don't know, as a kid, like, it's, it's quite funny, like, you know, kids try so hard, but like, <laughs> yeah. How about you, Dini? <laughs> I was extremely serious as a child. I mean, like, normal stories, like, you ate, like, I'm pretty sure there were times when I went back home from school and then I ate. I remember like my sister was in the kindergarten and she had like rice, the low rice egg and ketchup. Then like she was eating, she finished eating, so she had leftovers, right? Mm. So I came back home from school and like um it was like twelve, I guess. Then I ate some. I'm, I'm fasting by the way, I ate some. <laughs> and then my mom's like, Hey, what happened to the rice? Do you eat? And I was like, No, I didn't. So not only did I not fast, <laughs> you like I also lied about it. But like there were like pieces of rice in my mouth, you know. So I'm pretty sure my mom knew that I was not fasting, but that's so hard. There was another like this is super funny. Um, and like kids are just so pure, right? I remember in this was um upper primary, yeah. I was having a stomach ache, and then like my friend next to me, my desk mate, was so concerned about me, and he took out like uh these pills, like Chinese 
pills, pochai pills, pochai pills, yeah. So they're really, really tiny, you know, like one bottle. Then he was like, you eat this and then you will feel better. And I was like, I can't eat this because I'm fasting. And he was like, no, no, I tell you how you're going to, you're going to take each like small ball and you're going to put them like past your throat. So you're not actually eating it because you're just, <laughs> just going to swallow it. <laughs> you're just going to swallow. And I was like, oh my gosh. You're so smart. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you're so smart. But I didn't do it anyway because I was like, you know, oh, I feel a bit wow. strange. But I thought I thought that was so smart. <laughs> okay, sorry. I think we're digressing. We get scolded in a bit. Um. So okay, anyway. So anyway, Shaika. Um, with all your experiences, um, all your Ramadan experiences growing up, right? When did you really like um personally experience like the beauty of Ramadan and start to understand the virtues of the month? Mm, well, this is a, it's a good question. Huh? I think, um, I think I can say like I am my perception of Ramadan, and I'm sure like for everyone, like whether born Muslims or converts, like our perception of Ramadan is constantly changing, constantly evolving as we like learn more and more about our faith. Uh, maybe I think like from the first fasting, uh, when when we were a child, I think for me it was more just like a physical fasting, like it was just like you know you cannot eat, you cannot drink, so it's kind of hard to really understand the virtues of it. Then, maybe the first time that I really like, experienced like uh, Ramadan like with my heart was maybe when we started volunteering at GoFriends and then we had to, you know, come down a bit earlier and then like we did bubble packing and food distribution and all of that. So, um, I don't know, it was really heartwarming to distribute the food out to the Jama'ah. Like we broke our fast together as like a youth organization and then we prepared for Taraweh together and then like you I think for me like I realized in this thing that it's not about you that it's never just about you and like your your own good deeds because Islam is a community right Islam is a community that's always giving and like always looking out for other people like whether it's Ramadan or not and helping others so I think that was maybe the first time that I slowly start to understand what Ramadan is about like at the same time like you're you kind of have to put Ramadan sometimes is like a, you you kind of have to put other people before you because you are hungry, right? You are hungry, but then like, especially like for, for mothers and um, like when they have to prepare food for their child and they are hungry and they are also like um, sacrificing all these things. So you realize that it's, it's a, you have to look out for one another and maybe like it's also a reflection for us of how Islam is supposed to be like we're a community. Um, then I guess I also like, we slowly, I slowly like uh, when I reflect about it, it's, it's really a, like we all really need Ramadan as a renewal, like a renewal button for our faith. Because I think as the the, the month part and everything, you get so used to the routine of everything that your your light the light of like your faith might be dimming without you knowing because of like the continuous routine. So it's really like a big mercy from Allah that we that He really set up a I don't know, like a beautiful environment by times like um, like reducing the distractions and like you know like how shaitan is tied up and like he gave us this environment for us to renew our faith and to you know like dive deep about what we can the, the potential Muslim that we can be and then pick up on all these habits like that we can potentially keep going at it after Ramadan so it's always like a once a year we get to renew our faith and also like set our physical body also like take care of our body better in that sense so it's kind of a I don't know like a whole cycle that all Muslims have to go through so I think like um, yeah even now like my perception of Ramadan is continuously changing and I'm sure it will con- continuously change like as I grow older and older so, like, yeah. sorry that was so long <laughs> no it's okay I really like the point that you said about how like when you started volunteering I think for me as well when we started volunteering at Masjid um, to give up porridge right uh, mm-hmm. we realised that 
Ramadan is more than just about ourselves and our ibadah. Mm. Like, I don't know about you, but I, I really recall telling you how it, it's exhausting, you know, like to give up. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Well, like, it really is tiring because you're, you're testing yourself and yeah. it's really hot. Um, And like when we give out bubos, right? Like it would be from maybe like three all the way to like mm. six plus. We'll go back home quite late. Um, just mm. in time for like iftar with our families, right? Um, and sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, and like there are a lot of different things that you have to deal with. Mm. Like when you are volunteering for the masjid, like you have to pack the bubos is one. Um, you have to distribute to the jamaahs <clears throat> who sometimes like have their own questions and mm-hmm. their own I cannot see problems. Who, who's just, yeah, just deal with the Jamaans and also like the youth, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Right. So that being said, right, Shaika, like, um, um, like that being said, right, Shaika, how was your experiences like uh, volunteering during Ramadan in like Masjid? Like, can you share with us a little bit more about that? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. For Ramadan at the Masjid, I think uh, like a normal routine would, I guess, to let's say like what they need will come about three after Zohor kind of thing so that we can start preparing the bubo and then we'll pack it in like uh, individual packs and then we also uh, like prepare like the mats and everything so that people can come in and then like break their fast together and then uh, also like to prepare for Traweh and then uh, so we all be prepared and everything and then cut the fruit and all of that like, I remember because every tray like every last time when we could still like eat together right? every dulang or tray would have like you know like uh, like maybe five bento sets and then there's a plate with fruit and then water and then date and all that so like I think that was like <laughs> it was very interesting like, and then sometimes like, after Traweh like we had this thing where we would sit down and then like I don't know like have like a small usra and then share about like Uh, like just sharings about like hadith or the stories of the prophet and I think that was always like really like you're tired but it's like a good kind of tired you know like you feel like you feel fulfilled because you know that at least for today like you've tried to do something more than I mean not saying that one is better I mean somebody who's preparing food for their family at home is also like a really great deed mashallah so like it's never to compare but it's more of a like you feel like oh like uh, you've, you've tried to do something a little bit more in hope that Allah will like send you his mercy and send you his uh, I don't know forgiveness especially in the month of Ramadan yeah so if anybody out there wants to try volunteering please <laughs> go ahead because it's a really beautiful experience and it will really teach you a lot of things because you get to meet um, like when you are preparing bubo like I think we, me and Dini both uh, experienced like you know young kids coming to also volunteer and it's like you're maybe you're like 18, 19 at that time but these kids are like in primary school and like they're, they're, they're there volunteering already so the excitement and like their motivation to do good is like really much like, even from a young age and you you get inspired by them also you know because like they're so young but they already have this mindset that they want to give back so it's, it's a good reflection point like, for all of us Yeah. yeah it was so interesting like, I think it was so interesting to meet so many people from different walks of life right and like um, while we were waiting I remember whenever we were waiting for the distribution time uh, we would have like sessions either we played games or like we talked about different hadiths and read the Quran together I think that's such a beneficial use of your time um, alhamdulillah mm-hmm. especially during Ramadan right um, so yes I'm going to go back to the questions I'm supposed to ask today Shaika so <laughs> <laughs> with that right what does Ramadan mean to you now with all of your experiences mm, what does Ramadan mean to me uh, it's a good question I think for me now uh, I think I started realizing this maybe like a few years ago um, like it's kind of linked to 
like what I want to experience our Ramadan. So like maybe like if you can, I guess everyone has to ask themselves the questions that like uh what like how do I want to be transformed during this Ramadan? Like what are the habits that I want to throw? What are the habits that I want to gain? And like I realized last time I you know we have a lot of goals during Ramadan that sometimes can put a lot of pressure on ourselves like. I, I remember last time, like, I think, you know, when you put that goal that you want to hatam the Quran and you really try to do it, but it gets a bit pressurizing when, let's say, you don't have time or your schedule gets a bit too busy. So then it feels just a bit pressurizing. So for me, I feel like Ramadan should be a transformation for myself, like my relationship with Allah. Not in a, not in a like, oh, it's all about me kind of thing, but like to make Ramadan like that intimate relationship of striving to be closer to Him. Like, nobody else has to know about it, but it's just, like, how are you changing your habits to be a little bit better, like, by the end of Ramadan? Like, what are the things that maybe you... Uh, so, maybe, like, uh, if you want to read the Quran, a little bit more, but more, like, for me, I personally prefer, like, more reflection than, like, reading. Because, like, not, not saying, not, uh, as in reading in the sense that, like, I don't put the pressure of myself to finish everything or how many times on Tukhatam. It's not like that anymore because... To me, it's more of a how am I, how am I making the Quran alive for me as I reflect through the days of Ramadan? How can I change the verses of the Quran? Like, am I really reflecting? Is any part of my heart changing during this Ramadan? And I think like uh, that's how Ramadan is changing for me in the sense that I set up uh, like uh, a goal that I feel that I can achieve so that I can be closer to Allah in the ways that like I feel I am able to. So Ramadan is less. Uh, it's more of a like how do I get closer to him in the in an intimate way that I can you know rather than like all these goals that we sometimes put for ourselves but end up like we feel a bit defeated if we are not able to beat them yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying no no you make a lot of sense correct correct like, I completely agree I think um, growing up I also noticed in around like with the people around me, even with myself, right? Um, and it's it's a good thing like you enter Ramadan with a lot of lofty goals and ambitions, you know. Like, um, the common ones is like, oh, you want to hatam Quran right during Ramadan, mm-hmm. like thirty juice in one month, subhanallah. Or they want to, um, maybe like throw every day. Alhamdulillah, like for them. Um, but like I think a lot of people like you said they also do feel defeated when you know circumstances arise and they cannot fulfill these goals that they set up uh, to do uh, entering Ramadan so I think one thing that I have learned uh, that has changed for me over the years is also to number one set realistic goals for yourself Mm -hmm. like if you um, you know like you were not reading the Quran every day for example and then now you want to cut them like 30 juice in one month you know you have to yeah, yeah. yeah you have to set realistic um, expectations for yourself and I think like you said um, it's not just about like the quantity I think it's more important for mm. you to okay like, the, the quality of what you're doing the quality of your ibadah is more important and what I think is also important right is to make sure that the ibadah you perform in this Ramadan if you want to make it the best Ramadan right it should not be ibadah that you only do um, and finish in this Ramadan then you forget about it like you forget mm-hmm. about it after this right it should be ibadah that like in my opinion is something that you can continue even after Ramadan so like for example like you said if you want to um, if your intention is to bring how how do I improve my relationship with the Quran this Ramadan right it should be something that you can sustain even after it ends um, mm-hmm. so if you can't sustain like reading the like finishing the Quran in one month, then do something that you can continue. I hope I make sense. I don't think yeah, I, yes, 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 it's yes. okay. Um, right. So now I will pass the time to my boss. I'll pass the time to Kevin to ask the next few questions.
Um, I just wanted to uh, add, you know, like we talked a lot about the meanings of Ramadan and um, what we've done in our previous Ramadan, right? So for a lot of us who are on our first Ramadan, um, we find that as, as with all of us when we first started fasting that probably the first time we try to complete Ramadan, we are just focused on fasting the whole month. And and that's that's completely fine. Um, if if let's say um we are look you are seeing other people they are going for classes in Ramadan, they are going to volunteer in Ramadan, and they're doing so many things in Ramadan, and and they are giving sadaka and so many things they're doing. But we and our capacity is to just only be focused on the fast, right? Like remember that everyone has a starting point. Um, the this this entire series is is to highlight on the all the things that we can do in Ramadan, all the things that people have, the ways that people have started to, you know, build on around Ramadan from year to year. And the, the, but the thing is that the starting point is always the most difficult. And it's okay if the only thing that we can focus on in Ramadan, our first Ramadan is to complete the fast, you know. It's okay if you're going to take the whole night to prepare for the next morning when you wake up for Sahur so that you can fast the whole day. So um, when we first start on Ramadan, um, just un- understand that um, there's a capacity that we can that we can take, you know, uh, and, and we, we have to build it up over the years. But if, let's say, um, we do want to try doing more, uh, you know, part of this podcast is to explore many things that we do. And I, for, for a fact, as a convert, I've never really been very involved in um, youth groups at the mosque. So it's very interesting to know um, what you guys have done, you know, over the past years at the masjid, making porridge, giving up porridge and, and, uh, you know, organizing iftar at the mosque and everything, and it's certainly interesting and it's some, something I would love to try out when when the mosque reopen and everything. So, um, one more dimension to the things that multiple, uh, you know, various uh acts of ibadah that we can do in the month of Ramadan, it can be you know giving extra uh charity. It can be you know uh, reciting more Quran in month of Ramadan, learning more du'as, learning more uh, verses of the Quran, volunteering at the mosque, volunteering at anywhere else uh, so many things we can do in Ramadan and pick the ways that um, that we like the most but also find a way to change it up so that we don't get too you know habitual and, and we start to lose the meaning in it for this is an advice as well that we don't uh, perform an act of ibadah so many times that we, we, we lose the meaning of it and we try to mix it up so so yeah thank you guys for sharing and uh, you know this is even beneficial for myself that that you know um, most of the time in Ramadan I'm just Focus on you know fasting, then taraweeh, and then after that you go back home and prepare for the next day. But yeah, that's always a community aspect, and and when we get back closer to Allah and 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 back to our Deen in the month of Ramadan, that means also getting closer to our peers and family members and and our community around us. So this is a great discussion. Thank you so much. Uh, let's let's just end by um, you know, discussing about some advice that we have, and and this this these two advice I'd like to ask um both of you guys if you guys could, uh, would be to you know give advice to those who just begin their, their fast in, the, in their first Ramadan. Um, what advice can you give to them um, in order for them to... Now Now we are going to release this episode in mid of Ramadan. So we probably already started fasting for a while now. Um, how, how, how do you think, um, you know, they can... What, what advice do you think you can give them so that they can complete their first Ramadan, you know, in a strong way that they can sustain after that? Mm. You can go first. Yeah. Or Shaikai can go yeah. first. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think... Mm, especially for those like new converts right I think like for me it's like please remember like to them that you are all like chosen from Allah uh, specifically like you are chosen so Allah chose you to be Muslims and Allah also chose you to witness this beautiful month of Ramadan so you are special to him and you have 
yourself like unique challenges that other people may not be able to relate to like born Muslims may not be able to relate to so like if I think about it like there may be times when you feel very alone or lonely and like but just remember that this path is a path is a path between you and Allah only and He will definitely send you help and mercy and forgiveness and uh, create openings for you that you will not expect because this month is full of mercy right Uh, so I think an, like uh, another thing that probably just now I touched on something like that is uh, to take it easy, like be take it easy on yourself, like and just be present. I guess because Ramadan is a, I mean, it's a beautiful opportunity for us to change and to grow. Um, so yeah, let this let this growth be between you and Allah to be closer to Him, uh, to feel and attain His mercy. I mean, it is out of His mercy that Allah made Ramadan thirty days. So. Um, it's not just like a very, it's not a marathon, you know, so like just pace yourself, go easy on yourself and like don't um, set out, I mean not don't set out but like I'm sure that uh, many of you who like have a lot of hope for this Ramadan and that's really beautiful but like uh, take it easy, like don't, like I wouldn't want anyone to feel like uh, get burned out or feel disappointed and to the point where you, it might be difficult to be really present in the month. So especially for those with, like, with busy schedules, with school, work, you know, working mothers, to set up like what I think Dini also mentioned, like set up like small, uh, like achievable goals where you can really be present in whatever that you do. Uh, I think there's a hadith that also says like the most, the most believed, the most beloved deed to Allah is the most regular and constant, even if it was little. So it could be, it could be like in Ramadan or Ramadan that like, maybe one of your intentions is to pray all the Fardu prayers on time. You know, like it means like, you know, you prepare yourself earlier, you put in that like little bit more, maybe 10% more effort to like be early and like bring your heart to be present, doing prayers. And like it'll be easier inshallah because the distractions are lesser and like you can be more easily present. So like just make sure like your heart is truly present in the prayer. And then if you want to read the Quran, you know, you can like, even if it's just like one page a day, like give yourself that time to like really reflect upon his verses like remember that Ramadan is the month that like Allah sent down the Quran so of course the Quran is a beautiful mercy for us from Rasulullah so um, yeah just just remember that uh, yeah it's out of his mercy that we are given this Ramadan so just think about how you want this Ramadan to transform you so that by the end of it you have some new habits that you can carry even after Ramadan you know like it's something that you can carry forward and that's the whole point you know like the whole uh, transformation after Ramadan like how is this Ramadan going to transform me so yeah I just wanted to share about the hadith also that this um, like how uh, Ramadan is this is the month the first part of which brings Allah's mercy the middle of which is Allah's forgiveness and the last part of which brings emancipation from the hellfire so just don't give up on, uh, on Allah's forgiveness because it is a month of forgiveness as well so don't ever lose hope in Allah's mercy and Allah's forgiveness and I hope that everyone here experiences a, a beautiful Ramadan inshallah yeah Alhamdulillah what about you Dini what, what is one advice you can give them Alhamdulillah um, how do I even give advice after all that comprehensive advice from Shalika but um, I think I just want to say um, it can be a very isolating experience I think if you're, if this is your first Ramadan and like maybe you're still struggling with um Uh, maybe your family doesn't know that you're Muslim or like you don't have a community around you to like support you, right? So I think if you are experiencing a particularly like lonely um, Ramadan, like don't, like feel free to reach out. I think uh, you can just drop us a DM on Convert Central. We have so many people who will be more than happy to be with you, to accompany you through this journey, inshallah. Uh, we also have like plans for Ramadan to offer support to those who need it. So um, yeah, I think 
apart from all the beautiful advices that like Shaika shared, I think uh, reach out if you need help. Also remember that uh, anybody who is fasting, right? Yeah, doa is like really inspiring. Allah, Allah will grant it. So don't um, like make all the doas that you need uh, for Allah to grant you support. Inshallah. Alhamdulillah. All right. And the last question of our of our recording will be a very interesting question. Uh, we sent up around sunnahs. So uh, we've talked about how many things you can, you know, uh, adopt in, in Ramadan, right? So what about for, for you guys, like this Ramadan? What, what is one sunnah that you guys would like to adopt this Ramadan for yourself? Um, that's a good question. I didn't think about this. Um, right. I think maybe one sunnah that I want to live in this year is to give food. I give more food to people. Um, I hope I'm doing this properly. Please correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. But yeah, I think I want to give like more food to people. Um, I think um, I do witness uh, being part of like <laughs> being part of like CC. I have heard experiences like and how having been being part of CC for like a few months now, right? I think I've heard experiences and like um about how like um Ramadan can be particularly like lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure like they will get a lot of love this year but I think um, I would want to increase um, my acts of service for the people who need it so if you do think that you need a place to like iftar at um, please feel free to let me know like yeah I think I want to maybe make food for people as well yeah, it's a small thing now, but inshallah so in- indeed in the month of Ramadan uh, Rasulullah will be even more generous than, than he already is and he's immensely generous so like you can't imagine how much more generous it is, right? Uh, so that is a very good uh, way to, you know, adopt uh, Sunnah in Ramadan. Uh, we will normally give out a lot of dates in Ramadan because when we give out food for a person who is fasting for his iftar, we also get the reward of his fast. So uh, that's a very, very um, effective and easy way for us to gain more rewards in the month of Ramadan. So so yeah, I mean, go to Dini's house if you guys want to break fast with her and if she want, you want to eat her food or whatever she picks for the day, inshallah. Uh, all right, so uh, Shaika, what about you? What is one sunnah that you like to adopt this Ramadan? Mm. I think for me, this is a good question. I think for me, like, um, it'll be, it'll be meaningful if you know for this year we can like actually, I guess, uphold our relations with other people, so like, especially like our family and friends, because it's been like very long since we uh, could celebrate Ramadan together and like do good deeds together and like that sense of community together so uh, I mean like if we could just um, I don't know have that um, togetherness again like uphold good relations within our family and friends I think that would be a good sooner to uphold this Ramadan but also I guess the internal work of like uh, from our hearts I think like we need to uh, it's a good it's always a good month in Ramadan to go internally and like ask yourself like what have what does your heart really need like when you like meet other people like you need to uh, maybe so far like you don't realize it but there's like certain habits that you need to grow like maybe how to think good of others and like things like that I think I need to work on it um, myself as well I think this Ramadan like internal <laughs> internal transformation is all Thank you, thank you for sharing. Uh, indeed, a good time for us to, you know, look at our family and friends and see how we can get closer mm-hmm. to them. Especially when we have a family around us so we can practice together. So for us converts, maybe it's a good time to get closer to our friends. Or if we do learn, uh, you know, from a teacher, then maybe we can get closer to our teachers in the month of Ramadan as well. So thank you both of you guys for sharing. And I think uh, mm-hmm. right now, it will, uh, might be a good time to actually start planning on how we achieve, to, uh, how we intend to achieve life together. And as a... Uh, I think Ustaz Mukhtar would always say that 
um, if you pray Tarawih every night and you pray uh, Tahajud and you wake up for Subo uh, after you have your Sahur, right? Then you will never miss Layatul Qadr. So, inshallah, uh, you know, uh, perhaps for the last 10 days, if you haven't been catching Tarawih or trying to wake up for Tahajud, then let's try to wake up, you know, consistently for the last 10 days and you will never ever miss Layatul Qadr, inshallah. So, uh, at this point of time, let's end the podcast by reciting Tasbih Kafara and Surah to Asr. And inshallah, we'll catch you in the next podcast. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika shadu ala ilaha ila anta staghfiruka wa atubi lak. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal asli innal insana lafi khus ila ladhina amanu amilu salihati wa tawasabil haqi wa tawasabil sabr. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.